0: Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20-Minute Books, we delve into Thoughts Without a Thinker by Mark Epstein, a book that bridges the worlds of Buddhism and psychoanalysis to present a revolutionary understanding of mental health and the path to personal well-being. Published in 1995, this insightful work explores the healing power of meditation and mindfulness, demonstrating how these practices can soothe the mind, alleviate suffering, and offer profound insights into the nature of mental illness. Mark Epstein, a distinguished psychotherapist with an education from Harvard, is not only a practitioner of Buddhism, but also an author whose work has caught the attention and earned the endorsement of His Holiness the Dalai Lama. Epstein's unique perspective as both a Buddhist and a psychoanalyst allows him to present a compelling narrative that is both accessible and deeply thought-provoking, Thoughts Without a Thinker is a must-read for individuals grappling with depression and anxiety, seeking not just temporary relief, but a deeper understanding of their condition. It is also an essential read for those intrigued by the intersections of Eastern mindfulness practices and Western psychotherapy, as well as for skeptics of mindfulness looking for a rigorous and engaging exploration of its benefits. Join us as we unpack the transformative insights and practical wisdom contained in this groundbreaking book. Thoughts without a thinker. Psychotherapy from a Buddhist perspective. Introduction. Discover the healing intersection of psychology and Buddhism. In our relentless pursuit of self-fulfillment, we often find ourselves entangled in a complex web of happiness and success, chasing elusive concepts of the self. However, what if the very foundation of our quest is built on a misunderstanding? As our society grapples with a rising tide of mental illnesses, psychoanalysts point to a flawed notion of the self as a significant source of our woes. Yet, the quest for the true essence of the self takes us much further back than Freud's groundbreaking work in psychoanalysis. We must journey to ancient India and immerse ourselves in the teachings of the Buddha to unearth the profound insights into the self this captivating narrative bridges the wisdom of Buddhist teachings with the principles of Freudian psychoanalysis. It unfolds a path for modern psychotherapy to glean invaluable lessons from Buddhism, allowing us to gradually release our tight grip on the self. This transformative process guides us toward becoming thoughts without a thinker and unlocking the enigmatic essence of no-self. Through this exploration, you will embark on a journey to enlightenment, uncovering why Westerners resemble hungry ghosts in their insatiable quest for satisfaction. Moreover, you'll discover the significance of savoring mundane moments, like the taste of toothpaste in the morning, as stepping stones to mindfulness and a deeper understanding of the fleeting nature of the self. This narrative does not merely shed light on the convergence of psychology and Buddhism. It offers a beacon of hope for navigating the complexities of the self and mental suffering. It invites us on a transformative odyssey, unraveling the intertwining paths of psychoanalysis and Buddhist philosophy, leading us toward a more liberated understanding and compassionate existence. Part 1. Unveiling the Core of Suffering Desire, anger, and delusion under the lens. Imagine a world encapsulated within a wheel, a cosmic diagram that illustrates the entirety of existence. This is the wheel of life, a pivotal concept in Buddhism. At its very core, three creatures are locked in an eternal chase a green snake, a red rooster, and a black hog. These are not ordinary animals, but profound symbols of desire, anger, and delusion, respectively, perpetually biting each other's tails, illustrating the cyclical nature of suffering. These core afflictions, dubbed the three poisons, are significant because they bind us to the realm of suffering. They cloud our capacity to realize our true nature, keeping us ensnared in the endless cycle of birth, death, and rebirth. This imagery is stark, yet it speaks volumes about the human condition, portraying the fundamental forces that drive us away from liberation and self-awareness. Interestingly, this concept of core afflictions finds a parallel in the realm of psychoanalysis introduced by Sigmund Freud. Freud's theories of Eros and Thanatos echo the sentiments conveyed by the snake and rooster of Buddhism. Eros, or the life drive, mirrors the incessant longing symbolized by the snake, pushing us towards desires and attachments. It represents the human yearning for connection, often tinged with sexual undertones, a perspective Freud emphasized, though he remained oblivious to Buddhist philosophy. Thanatos, on the other hand, is the death drive, mirroring the rooster's representation of anger. Freud viewed this drive as a deep-seated force propelling humans towards aggression and self-destruction. This concept intriguingly reflects the anger that brews within us a testament to the presence of death in our everyday consciousness, shaping our interactions and attitudes towards confrontations. Both Buddhism and psychoanalysis spotlight these elemental forces as key contributors to human suffering. The former attributes suffering to the entrapment in desire, anger and delusion, while the latter views repression of these innate drives as the root of psychological turmoil. As we delve deeper, we'll explore the significance of the third animal in this triad, the black hog, and unravel the mysteries of delusion it symbolizes. It's a journey that promises to bridge distant philosophies, shedding light on the universal quest for understanding and liberation from suffering. Part 2. The illusion of the self, navigating through delusion toward enlightenment. At the heart of the Buddhist wheel of life, the black hog takes its place, embodying the complex concept of delusion. This concept, pivotal both to Buddhism and psychoanalysis, points to a profound misunderstanding that permeates our perception of reality, especially our perception of the self. The idea of the self, as most of us understand it, is built upon layers of illusion that obscure our true nature, leading us into a labyrinth of confusion and psychological distress. In the realm of psychoanalysis, this misinterpretation manifests in various behavioral disorders, including dissociative disorder, where an individual experiences a split personality. This divergence from reality highlights the struggle to reconcile the multiple facets of one's identity, further entangled by society's norms and expectations. Buddhist philosophy, however, approaches this dilemma from a different angle it posits that the very essence of enlightenment hinges on recognizing and accepting the concept of no-self. According to this perspective, the self we perceive is distinct from the ego, which serves as a mediator, navigating between our primal desires and societal pressures. Yet, beneath the surface-level ego, Buddhism teaches that there is no inherent self, an insight that becomes evident through deep meditation and is central to achieving enlightenment. The journey toward this profound realization is fraught with challenges, primarily because the notion of a non-existent self is counterintuitive to our everyday experience. This widespread confusion is seen as the influence of the metaphorical black hog of delusion, keeping us tethered to false beliefs about our identity. Similarly, psychoanalysis recognizes that our perception of the self is frequently distorted, shaped by early childhood experiences and the gradual detachment from the mother-child dyad. Initially, we are immersed in an all-encompassing bond, feeling inseparable from our caregivers. Yet, as we mature, we confront the harsh reality of separation and individual limitations. This traumatic realization propels us toward constructing a false self. A fortress built to shield us from the vulnerability and powerlessness of our true condition. Both Buddhism and psychoanalysis guide us to confront these illusions, urging us to peel back the layers of delusion that veil our understanding of the self. By acknowledging the intricate dance between desire, anger, delusion, and the forces of the ego, we embark on a transformative journey. It's a path that promises liberation from the chains of false identity a quest for authentic self-realization and, ultimately, enlightenment. Part 3. Navigating the Fine Line, the Perils of an Inflated and Deflated Sense of Self In the intricate dance of growing up, society casts a long shadow on the canvas of our identity. From a tender age, we're ushered into roles and behaviors that often clash with the raw, unfiltered versions of ourselves. A child's laughter, their spontaneous outbursts, and unabashed truth-telling are gradually encased within the walls of societal expectations, molding them into a palatable version acceptable to the world. This tussle between authenticity and adaptation twists the very fabric of our sense of self, stretching it to fit molds that never quite align with who we truly are. Silence replaces screams, and truths are traded for agreeable lies we're schooled in the art of wearing masks, becoming proficient in presenting a facade polished to garner acceptance, admiration, and love. Yet, this relentless endeavor to sculpt ourselves into ideals celebrated by society doesn't come without its hitches. The psychological toll of oscillating between an inflated and a deflated sense of self manifests in disorders that shadow many adult lives. Narcissism, for instance, emerges from this chasm, characterized by an inflated sense of self where the individual is ensnared in a web of self-centeredness and an insatiable hunger for admiration. Here, grandiosity reigns supreme, fueled by a culture obsessed with individualism, competition, and the ubiquitous selfie. However, the spectrum of self-perception doesn't end here. On the contrary, a deflated sense of self escorts us into the realms of depression, where individuals grapple with the aching void of feeling inconsequential, enveloped in nihilistic despair. This side of the spectrum is marked by a desire to disappear, to become a non-entity, reflecting an intense loathing and denial of the self. Depression further entangles individuals in a web of emptiness, alienation, and pervasive guilt emotions that stem from comparing oneself unfavorably against others or against an unattainable societal standard. It's a stark portrayal of the destructive cycle where one's sense of self-worth is perpetually under siege, battered by external comparisons and internal criticisms, from the extremes of narcissism to the dark troughs of depression. The journey of self-evaluation reveals a delicate balance. It underscores the crucial need, for a compassionate understanding of the self, a reconciliation between the person we are and the person we're expected to be. This path toward healing and self-acceptance demands that we peel off the layers we've accumulated to reveal, embrace, and nurture the authentic self within, unmarred by societal expectations or self-imposed judgments. Part 4. Embracing Emptiness, Buddhism's Path to Healing the Mind In a world where the self oscillates between being too much and too little, Buddhism offers a beacon of hope, a method to steer clear of the tumultuous seas of mental illness. It's a profound realization that both inflated and deflated senses of self are but two sides of the same coin, a coin that Buddhism encourages us to discard altogether. Consider the Buddha's interaction with Vachagota on the existence of the self. His silence was not a mere avoidance of the question, but a profound teaching in itself. By abstaining from affirming or denying the self's existence, the Buddha highlighted the futility of clinging to the concept of the self. It's this very attachment that Buddhism aims to dissolve, guiding us towards liberation from self-centric delusions. Scholars like Herbert Gunther have amplified this wisdom warning against an attachment even to the notion of emptiness itself. For in Buddhism, the attachment to any concept, even that of voidness, is a departure from the path. It's a subtle reminder that liberation isn't found in clinging to ideas, but in the freedom from them. Buddhism doesn't merely critique our attachment to the self. It offers potent tools for transformation. Through meditation, one embarks on a journey inward, quieting the mind to observe thoughts and sensations with detachment. It's in this space, within the stillness of meditation, that the concept of self begins to dissolve, revealing the inherent emptiness of our existence. However, the path doesn't end with meditation alone. Compassion is the complementary force, a practice that shifts the focus outward, Cultivating an altruistic concern for the well being of others. The Dalai Lama himself emphasizes compassion as the heart of Buddhist practice and the essence of genuine happiness. By putting others before ourselves, we naturally diminish the ego, moving away from narcissistic tendencies and towards a more connected and empathetic way of being. Buddhism and psychoanalysis converge in their exploration of the self, yet they diverge in their treatment of it. Where psychoanalysis seeks to unveil the true self hidden beneath layers of psyche, Buddhism advocates for a recognition of the self's emptiness. By understanding and accepting this emptiness, we uncover a path to healing that transcends conventional notions of identity, offering relief from the psychological turmoil that binds us. In this contemplative journey, Buddhism Beckons us to let go of our preconceptions about the self, inviting us into a state of being that embraces the void, free from the chains of attachment and the illusion of a separate self. Part 5 Between Hunger and Humility Navigating Western Ambition and Eastern Collective Identity. In the intricate tapestry of human emotions and existential angst, the metaphor of the hungry ghosts from the Buddhist Wheel of Life offers a profound insight into the nature of suffering. These spectral figures, doomed to a constant state of craving due to their minuscule mouths and gargantuan stomachs, symbolize a deep-seated dissatisfaction, a condition far too familiar in the contemporary Western world. This insatiable hunger is not just about food, it represents a voracious appetite for more, more possessions, more accolades, more, 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 a never-ending cycle fueled by capitalist drives that leave people feeling perpetually unfulfilled. This psychological condition, marked by a blend of anger, desire, and attachment, illuminates the stark contrast between the experiences of those in the West versus those in the East. Western society, with its emphasis on individual achievement and accumulation, breeds a sense of loneliness, that manifests in the relentless pursuit of external validation. Children raised in this environment often carry the scars of early feelings of abandonment, which in turn set the stage for the adult experience of an atomized world where meaningful connections are elusive and self-esteem is brittle. The narrative, however, unfolds differently in Eastern cultures, where the fabric of society is tightly woven with values of respect, filial piety, and collective identity the proverbial nail that sticks out gets hammered down perfectly encapsulates this experience where the pressure to conform creates its own unique form of suffering although this emphasis on community and conformity fosters a sense of belonging it can also lead to a suffocating environment prompting individuals to develop an inflated sense of self-worth as a means of coping with the weight of societal expectations thus While Westerners grapple with an unstoppable hunger for more, rooted in the fear of isolation and abandonment, Easterners face the challenge of navigating a cultural landscape that prioritizes humility and suppresses individuality. Both scenarios present their own set of emotional and psychological struggles, pointing to the universal need for a balance between the individual and the collective, between ambition and humility. As we explore ways to soothe the restless spirits of hungry ghosts in the West, it becomes clear that the solution lies not in accumulating more, but in fostering deeper connections, to ourselves, to others, and to the world around us. It's a journey toward finding contentment in the present and embracing the richness of human experience beyond the material realm. The path forward involves not just addressing our personal pain, But also reimagining our place within the larger tapestry of society, seeking fulfillment not in what we acquire, but in the quality of our relationships and the depth of our communal ties. Part 6 Embracing Emotions Through the Lens of Mindfulness and Psychoanalysis In the quest for inner harmony, John Cage, an experimental musician renowned for his unconventional sounds, encountered a profound transformation through the practice of bare attention, a fundamental Buddhist technique. Initially repelled by loud and abrasive noises, Cage embarked on a journey of openness and acceptance, learning to experience sounds without judgment. This pivotal shift not only enriched his musical expression, but also mirrored a broader principle in Buddhist philosophy and psychoanalytic thought, the non-judgmental observation of emotions. This principle is deeply rooted in the earliest experiences of human life. Freud posited that infants live in a state of contentment, their every need attentively met by their caregivers. In this phase, the mother's unconditional support sets a foundation for emotional development. As children grow, transitional objects like teddy bears serve as emotional anchors, symbolically replacing the mother's presence and helping to soothe and manage feelings. Yet. It's within the serene practice of Buddhism that we find a more direct path back to this state of unfiltered attention to our emotional landscape. By observing emotions without judgment, much like Cage listened to sounds, we can reconnect with a state of childlike openness towards our inner experiences. This form of bare attention offers a powerful tool for emotional resilience. It allows us to fully experience our feelings without rushing to alter or suppress them. The journey of Sid, a patient overwhelmed by obsessive thoughts, illustrates the transformative potential of this practice. Tormented by an uncontrollable urge to contact a love interest, Sid was encouraged to simply sit with his emotions, to let them be. In choosing not to act on his impulse, to instead feel his pain in its raw intensity, Sid encountered a turning point. This act of emotional courage of allowing discomfort without seeking immediate relief, marked the beginning of his healing. The convergence of Buddhism and psychoanalysis in this realm highlights a shared understanding that the path to emotional maturity involves embracing our feelings in their fullness. By cultivating a stance of bare attention, we learn not only to coexist with our emotions, but to understand and integrate them into a richer, more nuanced understanding of ourselves. Through this mindful acceptance, we unlock a more compassionate, open-hearted way of being, both with ourselves and with the world around us. Part 7. The Power of Now. Unlocking Mindfulness to Anchor Yourself in the Present. In a world bombarded with distractions, mindfulness has emerged as a beacon of hope for those seeking solace from the relentless pace of modern life but beyond its trendy appeal lies a profound practice with roots deep in ancient wisdom. Mindfulness is the art of bringing your full attention to the present moment, focusing on the sensations in your body and the rhythm of your breathing, rather than being swept away by the ceaseless stream of thoughts and worries about past or future. The essence of mindfulness lies in creating harmony between the mind and body, addressing the sense of alienation that arises from their disconnection. The Buddha taught that this discord is a major source of human suffering, emphasizing the importance of unity in our daily existence. Consider the simple act of brushing your teeth. Instead of letting your thoughts drift to the day's tasks and concerns, mindfulness encourages you to immerse yourself in the experience. Feel the bristles against your gums, taste the toothpaste, hear the sound of brushing. This practice of staying present transforms routine activities into moments of deep connection with the here and now, reducing the feeling of estrangement from our own experiences. Breathing, an involuntary act that sustains life, becomes a powerful tool for cultivating mindfulness. Nearly all meditative practices, across various traditions, utilize breathing as a focal point. By concentrating on your breath, you anchor yourself in the present allowing time to unfold at its natural pace without resistance or yearning for change. This focus not only pulls you back into your body, but also lets you witness time in its true form as a series of present moments. Embracing mindfulness offers a path to transcending the emptiness and despair associated with living, disconnected from our true selves. By rooting yourself firmly in the present, Mindfulness opens your senses to the immediate reality, revealing the richness of each moment. As you learn to inhabit the present more fully, you begin to shed the layers of the false self, encountering life with freshness and authenticity. This is the heart of mindfulness, a simple yet profound return to what is real and tangible here and now. Final Summary At the crossroads of ancient wisdom and modern psychology, lies a profound understanding of the human condition, our endless struggle with suffering, and the quest for inner peace. This exploration reveals that the root of much mental anguish lies in our attachment to the concept of the self, an idea deeply examined through the lenses of both Buddhism and psychoanalysis. Buddhism offers a path to liberation, suggesting that by acknowledging the illusory nature of the self, we can free ourselves from the chains of suffering. This philosophy invites us to embark on a meditative journey, fostering mindfulness and compassion, to uncover a tranquil state of being beyond our entrenched self identities. By intertwining the insights from these two rich traditions, we uncover a powerful roadmap to inner peace. It invites us to examine our deeply held beliefs about who we are, urging us to let go of these attachments and discover the serene clarity that lies beneath. Through the practice of mindfulness and an open heart, we can navigate the complexities of the mind and find solace in the present moment, a sanctuary where true calm resides. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought provoking book.